And that's the story of the 4th of July, Jamie. Wow, I can't believe it. Yeah, so many buttholes. It's a sea of brown eyes. Yes. <laughs> brown and green. Because yes. M&M's come from buttholes. No, they don't. It's in the Constitution. Have you ever read the Constitution? I have. I don't. I think you just showed that you I didn't. I have. I think you showed that you didn't. I think that is the tiniest, tiniest water bottle. It's not tiny. It's like 20 ounces. It's tiny. It's not tiny. It's water bottle size. It's like a little baby one. <laughs> it's not. It's, like it's a, a giant sippy cup. I like to do it like this sometimes. Like I'm sucking on a ween. Like I'm sucking a teat. <laughs> no, I think tiny. I think if you sucked on a ween like that, you would cause pain <laughs> to the ween er and not the ween e. Trash South Street. Trash South Street. Lou. Jamie Z. July first. What? Well, it's you know whose birthday it is today. George Washington's. No. Debbie Harry. It's Debbie I Harry Day. I was going to say that as a joke. Boop, 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 boop. Right, just take it down a little. <laughs> no, just for both of us, because we're, like, going in. Okay. I I'm a little sleepy. Me too. I'm a little wired. Yeah. And, yeah, so it's Trash South Street. Trash South Street. What's going on? What's uh, up? Nothing much for me. Um, it's been uh, it's been tub time. Tub, tub So I think, the, like, two podcasts ago, and the last podcast, I've put up pictures of my tub, which have been taking up a lot of my time. Um, as of today, I finished the painting portion. Ooh. Which means in another week or a couple of days, I will be able to make poops downstairs and not upstairs. Oh, okay, cool. And you find having to go upstairs every time you need to take a tinky or a poo-poo okay. can take a toll on a man. I guess. Yeah, when you go as much as I do. Uh, well, <laughs> you should uh, get a bigger water bottle. Mm -hmm. When I did, I did the first coat, the first two coats, it was really hot. Mm -hmm. I was wearing um, nitrile gloves. Jamie and audience, uh -huh. I took off one of the gloves. Yeah, six ounces of water, sweat just came out. That was not a good time. <laughs> but no, really, there's not a lot to it. Just you know, it's just it's just men doing men work, meaning me because I'm a man's. You are a man's. Uh, what about you, Jamie? What about you? Enough about me. I've been busy. Yeah. Went to New York. I don't know if I talked about that. We, I, time. no, I don't think. I think you were going to New yeah, York. Yeah, went to New time. York. Saw the Titanic exhibit. The 9 11 exhibit and uh, the Intrepid, Taurus Trap, Intrepid, I will call that. Is it a Taurus Trap? Yeah, it is, in my opinion. No. 9 11 was like pretty much a downer, which you, I didn't expect to be like, yay! Yeah. Um, but it was like, ooh, unresolved trauma. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shit, I haven't thought about in a long while. Yeah. But it was very interesting, and um, Victor liked it. Mm -hmm. He liked the Titanic thing. Um, then we, we went to the comic shop, we went to Mid Midtown Comics. Yeah. I think what else? It's been a, it's been a month since then, so mm -hmm. it was good time. And then it was like birthday party after birthday party after yeah. graduation party. It was just a lot. Yeah. Victor turned nine. We went to the Phillies uh -huh. game. We had a good time. I saw he got his name on the board. He got his like name on the people. boards. They had sang happy birthday to him, and he got a free cap, which I'm going to steal. Oh, oh. And then it was Danny's birthday, and Mark's birthday's coming up. Yeah. Danny's graduation. It's just a lot of stuff. My niece yeah. turned twenty-two. Uh huh. Um, what else happened? My birthday. Your birthday. <laughs> I know. I forgot. I had like 8,000 birthdays. 
I got you um, a gift card. Yes. <laughs> Nothing else yet. Because it almost immediately got spent. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. How did? What did how was your birthday? It was, uh, uh, it's like you get to a certain age, like, you know, to 30. <laughs> Pretty much. Any birthday in your 40s. I mean, actually, I feel like every birthday after... I don't probably it is thirty because when you're twenties you're still you're, you know you're celebrating with your friends still you're you're young enough that going out after nine p.m. doesn't right. make you sleepy yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah you hit that point where it's like it's obligation and then you're no longer poor and you're already buying anything you'd want pretty much yeah and you just want to be surprised I just want someone to to get that hooker I sent over and I got parts of it <laughs> I'm waiting for the head. <laughs> It was a. This may come in multiple shipments to reduce the cost of postage. Um, they did a number on uh, Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> it's birthday. I don't know. Yeah. Birthday. Birthday. Happy birthday. And of course, you did one other thing. I saw the cure. Yes. I dressed up. Yeah, Jamie did. <laughs> did you think I was kidding when I? No, but I was like, uh, we'll see. <laughs> so, dude, so I wore my purple Doc Martens and a fucking black dress. Yes. And um, I, I had fun with it. Yeah. I saw Tony Garrett there, too. Look what yeah. my Doc Martens did. I have this fucking, like... Did they go up that high? Yeah. Mm. They're only, like, eight. Jamie has, like, a canker like, or something. Yeah, it looks like I have, like, a trank wound. Um, or she was just uh, putting cigarettes <laughs> on herself to feel something. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I do that. <laughs> But it was a really good time. Mm-hmm. They played entirely very long. Um, yeah, they play like which we knew three encores that are each the same. So the first encore set. was like four songs, and mm-hmm. then the second encore was like eight songs. Yeah, we did not stay the whole show because we were old, but it was a good time. Yeah, did you stay for a forest? Yes, I took um, video. Yeah, and put it on the trash mm-hmm. dumpster. Yeah. It's one of my favorite. Check it out. It's one of my favorite. I didn't know that was your favorite song. Yeah. Well, one of my. Yeah, it might be actually. Well, I saw. It's a shame. So I did not go. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a mixed bet because I I was like really uh, I really want to go but I hit, that Saturday, I like eight p.m. All the energy left. I was like I would have been so fucking miserable. Yeah. I saw them like five years ago. Loved them. They were to play again in my lifetime, which I'm sure they will because yeah, they, I mean he he looks like a grandma. Yeah, he like but crazy he still, grandma. Um, has an amazing voice. Like I saw he didn't play "Killing an Arab." No, which I like is a song of mine. I mean, you know he's not going to play "Love Cats." Why? I don't know. He's like you, Such you a want, great song. It seems like something you hear Burke before getting murdered the way he looks now. <laughs> no, he's not like and even with like "Love Cats" here because there's a video for "Love Cats" for the Cure. Yes, and it's even pre. Chubby Edward Scissorhands, <laughs> yeah. um, Robert Smith when before like when he was just like a weird new wave guy. Yeah, it was a good time. We were on the floor and we were like thirteen rows back. So yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, was he like Jerry Shortich? He did, and I did. And I saw like Deep Green Sea is one I really like. Yeah, was I think it clo- they close with Boys Don't Cry, don't they? Yeah, yeah, which is actually that's probably my favorite. Yeah, but yeah, it was a really good time. Yeah, that sounds good. And we decided to embrace our inner goths and i was like you know i'll be totally not like in my character is to go to this in a dress yeah so yeah it was fun i will i will dressed up i got dressed up when i saw the cure black t-shirt that's what like mark did yeah he's like you're gonna outdress me I'm yeah like, i don't care and then some girl was like hit me in the fucking face yeah was she like la, la, love you. Oh, i had flashbacks of that so yeah many years ago 
basically that had we went to see the Pixies and there was a girl who was like fucking blasted and every song after every song she'd go la la love you and she like almost hit us like five times and I was pregnant and I was getting away from her and she just kept she was she was attracted to the gravitational pull of Victor Vincent (laughs) and and Jamie's tummy or maybe I was just a hottie when I was pregnant I don't remember it was like February and it was so fucking cold (laughs) they had to turn off the water in the bathrooms at the electric factory and like Hand sanitizer. Right. I was like, well, I guess I've never been here in the winter because I usually leave 10 pounds lighter from sweat. Yeah. Did you see good. the opener was like, like Twilight Sad? Yeah. They were okay. Yeah, they're all right. They're like sad, but not quinti- as sad as the cure. Quinsis, uh, like I read the, the who was opening and I had a laugh at their name. Yeah. I was like, of course. Twilight Sad. I mean, Twilight Sad sounds from like From Scotland a, or something. It sounds like... A made-up band for a, a Britcom. Yeah. Like, they'd be on the Mighty Boosh or something. Yes. Like, oh, this is my favorite band. The, the Twilight, Twilight Sad. sad. <laughs> They're so sad now. They just went on stage and cried. Or, um, in Brain Candy, mm-hmm. Bruce uh, Bacala's character where he's just, like, the depressing, uh, dancing guy. Yeah. And then he starts, he takes the antidepressants, and he's like, hey, smile. <laughs> you should smile more. Yeah. But, um, no, I'm glad. I'm a little jelly, but not super jelly, because I got sleepy sleeps. Word up. Um, and anything else I have to say, we'll say for the third segment. Okay. Movie time. It's always movie time. Oh, okay. So and we did a lot of laudanum. Yeah, this we did laudanum and... No, we didn't. Did you wear pancake makeup? I did. I had, like, white... I looked like the crow in the dress. Well, that's, that's what we did. What did I say? I go naked, but but covered in baby's blood and a bow on my dinkum. That's the gothest thing ever. I forgot about that burn song from the Crow soundtrack. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, too, they played actually. that, and then I had like PTSD from Brand playing all that fucking shit at the comic book store. He would play the Crow soundtrack like every uh, fucking shift. Not Stone Temple. Pi- yeah, SDP. There's the Stone Temple Pilot song that was like the yeah, which I hate. I mean, it's. I'm not overly fond of that soundtrack. Me. It's neither. amazing. I watched the like the last time I watched The Crow. You realize how many fucking sets it is. It looks. It, it seems silly to say it looks really fake. Yeah. When it's about a a mime. <laughs> it's an evil mime murdering bad guys in Gotham City. Fakey. I haven't watched it in a year. I've only seen it once, and no. I just don't care. It's okay. It's not a pain. I mean, I still like the trade paperbacks. One of my faves. Cool. What does it call? It's cool. Uh huh. Oh, they had a gamer convention last week. What did I even text you? You saw someone cosplaying. Oh yeah, there was a bunch of cosplayers, and Uh. I was like, "What is going on?" Uh And then I was like, "Oh, Mm. oh, yeah, yeah." That's about it. Yeah. Just again the music. (laughs) The end. I mean, really, for me, unfortunately, it's been nothing but. The home Reno nightmare, so I don't have. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about some music. Much us going music. You want to go first since I only have. Yeah. Two. I have. I'm gonna get another busy. Technically three. Technically. So I'm gonna talk about my first one now, since you're gonna get up and get a beer, since you won't care about this, because actually I have four. That's crazy. Jesus. Now, really quick, the Dead Milkmen released an album on June 9th. Ooh, your birthday. Shh. On June 9th, Johnny Depp's birthday, Donald Duck's birthday, 
etc. and so on. But anyway, the Dead Milkman released an album called Quaker City Quiet Pills. I gave it a listen. And it's just really odd listening to Latter Day's Dead Milkmen. By the imagine. way, probably within five miles of where they played their first show. Yes, um, we the are. The Harleysville like community center. Uh, really? Yeah. This house. Oh wait. Wow. Oh, this house, which is a national landmark because the Dead Milkmen played their first show here. One, two, three, four, Fake Street. That's why I had to do. Uh, I had to redo my bathroom because they just shit all over. Oh my god. No. Um. And I'm not going to say too much about it. Quaker City Quiet Pills, I'm guessing, comes from the Lake City Quiet Pills Conspiracy. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No. Oh, it's great. So let me go. All right. So this would be good to fill some time, folks. So Lake City Quiet Pills. Okay. There is this Redditor named Religion of Peace. Okay. And he was a moderator on the Barely Legal or Jailbait forum on Reddit. Okay. It connected to his website. Um, Religion of Peace was very active on Reddit message boards, and it seemed like he was in the military and all this stuff. Okay. That's not why it's conspiracy. So people, for whatever reason, because Redditors, who knows why, they're investigating this mystery. Lake City Quiet Pills, the website, is it's like a hosting website for porn, and presumably barely legal porn. But okay. when people started looking at the HTML code for these images, they discovered it was basically... An employment board for private security and black ops shit. An ad would be like, wanted immediately, 13 people, fluent in Chinese and or Korean, regional dialect information to follow, 12-week half-pay sequester if job refused, stuff like that. No want or warrant. And it was a, it seemed like there were all these postings for like paramilitary shit. Hmm. And they think that this website is, was linked to a high-profile assassination of, like, the second-in-command of Hamas. Huh. So anyway, in Lake City Quiet Pills, the Lake City Armory makes bullets, and a Lake City Quiet Pill is a bullet. Uh -huh. So anyway, Quaker City Quiet Pills is a very political album. Okay. I'm not going to really go over any songs. My main observation is when Dead Milkmen get kind of more and more political, you can kind of hear the Dead Kennedys influence. Okay. Like, lyrically, not necessarily, because... Yeah. Dead Milkmen have their own, I'll say, signature style of chord progression. Yeah. Very, very, uh, very happy just to see Philly's own putting out something new. Yeah. Um, do you want me to go again? Sure. Since I have a couple. Sure. All right, second off, I'll give, this will be the second, like, uh, small one. The task has overwhelmed us. Jeffrey Lee Pierce Sessions Project, Volume 4. Mm -hmm. Jeffrey Lee Pierce was lead singer and founding member of Gun Club, the Gun Club. Okay. And after he died, they were cleaning out his loft. One of his collaborators, Cypress Grove, effectively he discovered all these demos of songs he was preparing to do. Mm -hmm. And it's been this ongoing project probably since 2010 to, um, I guess, put out all this music. And a lot of it is near unreleasable on its own. So you have a lot of guest artists recording and in some cases finishing the song. This They announced this. Yesterday, it comes out end of September. The thing that initially caught my eye was because one of the bands doing a song is the Coat Hangers. Okay. But mm -hmm. the first single is a duet between Nick Cave and Birthday Debbie Harry. Girl. Birthday Girl, Debbie Harry. It's called the On the Other Side. It's very sweet, very somber. Yes. And they've done duets for other part, like, so I guess the Gun Club and 
the Bad Seeds were very had a lot in common. They were like friends and all that. Most of the members of the Bad Seeds have appeared on various volumes of this project. Debbie Harry's been on a couple times. Jeffrey Lee Pierce was president of the Deborah Harry Fan Club. Really? Or Blondie Fan Club and like, yeah, wherever That's he's awesome. from. The end. So, the end. So, go. why don't you do your first one, Jamie? I've talked enough. I'm going to drink from my perfectly normal size. It's a baby. It's not a baby. It's, it's a bigger baby. than your can. It gets a 12-ounce can. And this is a... Delicious Stone IPA. Yeah, this is a 20-ounce thing. Sippy cup. Mm-hmm. So... Ew. Sorry, Dave. Beach House Become EP was out April 28th this year. It's five songs EP off Sub Pop. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it came out for Record Store Day. Oh, yeah. You know, I think, yeah, that makes sense. So I kind of, I got it and then I kind of like slept on it. I I bought it just shipply. Mm-hmm. And uh, I listened to it the other day. I put it on. It was good. Um, and then I w- went back and started listening more to it. So it starts off with American Daughter. Very, like, gloom pop. It's, like, beautiful with dark undertones. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you listened to it at all. I kind of gave it to you. I honestly forgot about it. Nah, it's cool. Oh, shit. So if I would have told tell you to listen to the one song, mm-hmm. I would have said two. It's it's decent. It's not, yeah. like, my favorite release them, but it's yeah. good. Uh, Devil's Pool is probably my favorite off of it. It's, like, old school beach house. It's very minimalistic. I love the lyrics. It's about, like, lost love and lost chances kind of like hits the nerve of that one that got away type of, of, of vibe. Yeah. But it's, it's a very cool song. Holiday Home, I'd be interested to see what you thought of this song. It's almost like Comfortable Suicide. Oh, nice, sorry. Um, something nice sweet happy. yet unsettling. Uh-huh. And like I never really noticed it much with Beach House lyrics so yeah. much. Like they kind of have that always kind of unsettling mm-hmm. but beautiful to them. But uh, like I guess this is a lyric or something. Black Magic like to me felt like something that would have been off of their last album. It just yeah. kind of continued that vibe. It was really good. Become is the last song. And there's like a ton of bass. It like starts off with bass and you mm-hmm. don't see that a lot. In yeah. Beach house songs. Uh, it's very interesting and it's very different vocally. So I just wonder if they're just kind of switching stuff up. Um, as I said, it's a nice EP for record store day. I dig it. Yeah. Give it a listen. I, I, yeah. it's only like a yeah, five I'll songs. I'll just say it. I like beach house. Yeah. Just like put say, it on. It literally, it's yeah. always good. Like almost background music, but yeah, I'd be interested to see like, Listen to Devil's Pool and Holiday Home. Uh, I mean, I was, let's say I was writing one of these reviews up until the moment you entered my house, so. <laughs> I did the Beach House one Can't get away from me. Yeah. At the Beach House. The Beach House. But yeah, Beach House become EP. All right. So let's stop fucking around. Okay. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, Petro Draconic Apocalypse, or Dawn of Eternal Night, an Annihilation of Planet Earth and the Beginning of Merciless Damnation. This came out June 16th off Flightless Records, which is their label. It's their 24th studio <sighs> album. Crazy. The last album we did was Butterfly 3000 in 2021. It was six albums ago. That's crazy. It is nigh impossible to keep up with them. I feel that way with um, the OCs. Like OCs I'm, are similar. Like and I of Montreal. One of Mark's friends texted him was like, oh, do you ever listen to the OCs? He's like, not in a long time. He's like, oh, their last album was like a street hardcore album. I'm like, oh. Yeah, we did, yeah. Which we reviewed. You reviewed. Uh-huh. He's like, and then Mark's like, when did they go by this name? I'm like, they went by Oh, that's the thing. OCs names. change their fucking names. Um, go ahead. Sorry. But anyway, no, actually, it's good because I equate them very close to each other because I think they're uh-huh. very, you know, contemporaries. They do a lot of things together. 
Of course, the OC, or not the OCs, <laughs> King, Gizzard, and the Lizard Wizard are from Melbourne, Australia. Australia. You know, where they have kangaroos and koalas. didgeridoos and koalas mm-hmm. and Vegemite. That's where I got my purple Doc Martens from. Oh. Australia. When you went to Australia? My dad bought them. Oh. And they, he actually did. Yeah. It's like the one thing I, he's like, oh, I bought you a pair of Doc Martens. Oh. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> Good story. <laughs> Good story. <laughs> So, Stu McKenzie, who's the lead singer, stated that this concept album is about humankind, and it's about planet Earth, but it's also about witches and dragons and shit. That's a direct quote. It made me That's laugh. Awesome. And it is indeed about all those things. Yes. It's either a proggy metal, like a proggy thrash metal album, or a thrashy prog metal album, depending on which way, and it fucking rips. I really like it. It's insane. It like fucking, it's very t- it feels very tongue in cheek at times, almost like a parody album, except it's super fun, doesn't take itself too seriously. It has some very long songs on it. Mm-hmm. This song, this album, almost reads as a single track. I do like I had it on while I was cleaning. And yeah. I was like, oh, what's this? Wasn't gonna review it. Like I went for a walk one night. And end up, like, I was like, I'll just go for five minutes because I just need to stretch my legs. Yeah. Ended up basically going 45 minutes in one direction because I, li- I was like, I gotta listen to this out. This is great. So and, that happened something. Yeah. It's like if Motorhead and Sleep had a thrash beat. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, um, I think I also said 80% guar. Oh, I could totally. You can kind of hear a little Iron Man, but it's not that Iron Man because yes. Iron Man doesn't like, a doesn't, couple do, of the songs I have. doesn't necessarily do the same amount of guitar shit. Witchcraft reminds me of very Iron Yeah, so I asked you, yes, actually yes, and that is where I have mm-hmm. The combination of being long songs and whatnot, I'm not going to go too much of the songs themselves, I'm going to talk about the story of the album. Okay. Even though after Smoke Reverser I swore I'd never get into a concept album again. This is fun enough. Okay. Themes of religion and environmentalism. Environmentalism is a pretty common a lot of Kinga's albums. And um, the opener is Motor Spirit. It's very Mad Max inspired. And it's this world that's been devastated. And there are these really nutty guitar swiggles. And the lyrics are straight out of like paint huffing. Like hallucinations. Yes. And you have these power riffs, this machine gun drumming. Not to not to put into a, a clicky plastic game where you go click 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 click, but this would be a very fun thing to play if I had any kid talent on the guitar. Yeah, I'm terrible at guitar. But it's great, and you know the Motor Spirit is the personification, Jamie, of technology and Ooh. and pollution and man's evil. Okay. And the witches try to stop this petro apocalypse. A ma- they conjure a massive tornado, which is the second song, Supercell. Supercell, the first verse, is a whole bunch of Wizards of Oz references. Okay. And there's something about rabbit feces in there somewhere. But they conjure the Supercell to sort of fight the Petra, like the, the motor spirit. Okay. And this storm encompasses the whole world and all these storms converge. Converge is a song. And the world is like nearing um, its destruction. All this is observed by astronauts on the ISS. Okay. Now, Witchcraft, the other song I talked about. So, Witchcraft is basically if Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote a rock opera about the Mother of Tears instead of Jesus Christ. Mother um, of Tears is our objective. This is the one, yes, that made me 
fall in love with this album. Witch is doing witch shit, and ultimately, what they're doing is they're they're using their power to transform a lizard into King Gila, the Gila monster. Mm-hmm. I like the Gila. That's one of the songs, right? Gila monster. Yeah, and that's the next that's song. Gila song. monster. It's all pretty awesome. Is the banger. Gila monster is supposed to fight the motor spirit, but because it's it's a reptile, Jamie, it has reptile instinct. Is it like Godzilla. Eventually, yeah, it just begins eating the witches. Oh fuck! It's a little sludgy. It actually might be the first real. I would say witchcraft is the first tonal shift in the album. Okay. Where it yeah. becomes more of a. It's like eighties Brit metal. I mean, it's very much like something yeah. like um, like Polygon Dwanaland or something like that. Again, to be a lot of their stuff sounds very seventies rock opera, eighties rock opera. But yeah, definitely Brit. Yeah. Um, metal. So this Gila monster, which is driven by instinct alone, it begins eating the witches. It turns on the witches, Jamie, and as it becomes stronger and it becomes dragon, which is coincidentally a song of the album, signaling the dawn of the eternal night, and then finally leading to a flamethrower, where which I think is a song from the point of view of the dragon, mm-hmm. who destroys the earth and then destroys the space station. Oh shit! So it's basically about like the environment turning to shit, which is very common. Like I said, it's a very fun album. Doesn't I liked it? I the sort of thing it doesn't really take itself too seriously. It's it'd be it's a beach read, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I can <laughs> see. But it's not you get you know really quick, really enjoyable. Yeah. So that's okay. it. And after our you know our 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 next review, mm-hmm. I chose this one also because it was a very easy listen. Yeah, that's why um, the beach house. Yeah. It's easy on your mind tummy to coin a phrase from an earlier podcast. Ooh, mind tummy. Mind tummy. Mm-hmm. I'll say you know it's not easy on the mind tummy. What? Queens. But challenging Queens of the Stone Age. Queens of the Stone Age. What's up? Um, go to my yeah, so yeah, I like, yeah, I talk too much. You can talk for it. Time, in Times New Roman. Yes. Came out 616 of 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Homme is the only left original member and they started in 1996. Yeah. It's their eighth album. Remember, do you know how long ago Villains was out? I'm not entirely... I went to look it up. We reviewed it. Mm-hmm. 2017. Oh, I would. I was going to guess higher. Wow. Crazy, That's huh? Not... So it's been a while. So I I saw Queens of the Stone Age when I was pregnant with Victor. Oh, yeah? That's when I was in Nashville. I, we saw Queens oh. of the Stone Age and Savages. And yeah. I was like sipping on a Paps. Yeah. And I was like, I don't feel good. And I like didn't even finish it. I ended up uh-huh. being pregnant. It was uh-huh. kind of funny. Wow, Josh Homme's the father of your child. He is. I think He's the father of my child. That's the lesson I'm taking home. Yes. Just like... Bruce Springsteen was mine, and he, he left me and my mom. Josh Homme is, yeah, is, uh... Is, is Bruce is, Springsteen's father? Sh- no. <laughs> I'm confused. Anyway, um, this guy, like, had a lot of buzz, and people were really, I think, sidetracked. I was reading reviews, and it, it's so much, like, so, it's all about his divorce yep. and blah, 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 and I didn't, like, study, study lyrics you can definitely read into things saying that. Yeah. But altogether, I think it's a really, really well put album. It's probably oh, my third favorite. What are your goals. first two? Rated R uh-huh. might be my first, and then the Lullabies. Oh. And then probably this. So I don't know. Like, my favorite Queens mm-hmm. is actually Era Vulgaris. It's really good, too. That would probably um, be my number four, maybe? Three. Rated R. Might be my second. Do you have a favorite Queen song? We're the Queens. Killer Queens. <laughs> killer Queens of the Stone Age. The fucking in an alcohol. Um, and he just starts singing about all the drugs. I don't yeah. remember the name of the song. Um, um, 
I can tell you. I know it's not All the Drugs, because that's a Courtney Love song. All the Drugs. Let me go to it. While you're looking it up, mine, Run Pig Run. Okay. Because it's so ominous, but I like them a lot. Yeah, villains like Clockwork was um, 2017. Yeah. Alfred Garris is good. I like, I want to make it with you. I think that's on that album. Yeah. Lullabies to Paralyze. I like that my one. second favorite. So rated R was uh, 2000, actually. Uh, uh, the Feel Good Hit of the Summer. Mm. Is that what it is? No, it's not. Right, well, anyway... Autopilot? Feel Good Hit of the Summer? Mm. Yeah, Feel Good Hit of the All Summer. Right. You know what? Mm. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Alright, yeah, no. <laughs> so that'll be two for the show notes. Yes. But we're not here to talk about old queens. We're talking about the new, new queens. queens of the Stone And that's the second-hand queens. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Episode title just wrote itself. <laughs> Lots of secondhand queens of the Stone Age. Oh, I like it. This should be our new book. Yeah. And it's just like all work and no play. <laughs> Makes me gay. All right, anyway. <laughs> so it starts off with obscenary. Obscenary? Obscenary, I think it is. And I put... It's a made-up word, so it doesn't... Yeah. yeah. Queens of the Stone Age are back. Great first track. Sleazy, buzzy, and shit. You can dance to. <laughs> what the fuck was and that? I was totally sober writing that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It. I had a bit of everything, but like. So here's here's my thought. I really like this song. A lot of albums. I have like album theory, and that the first album on a song, mm-hmm. like generally, should it's like a preamble. It should ease you into the album. Yeah. This is like um, it does not do that. It's very angular. Eating a piece of gum with pieces of metal and chunks of metal in it. <laughs> yeah. But it's good because it's just it's jarring and it's. You're like oh, cool. They're. It, it, it's like, oh, all right, sure. And then goes in the paper machete. 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 Little harder Eds. This song reminded me of something off of Lullabies to Paralyze. Yeah. Twenty fifteen. The guitars in it are fucking rad as shit. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, there's that like super fucking crazy solo. Yeah, yeah, it's really. It doesn't cool. even sound like he's only using half the strings. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I really like that song. So you know, you talked about like a lot of people say it's about his divorce. Yeah. Yeah, the third verse, there's a line. Is there nothing you can't replace? You speak lioness and damsel in distress so fluently. Does your every single relation end in pain and misery? <laughs> I think there are a couple... Yeah, so that there are a couple of places where it's very blatantly Oh, definitely, about. yeah. Someone. Negative ne- space. Fucking love it. I love, like, the big stoner riff going on. Yeah, a lot of percussive business. Yeah. I would say the chorus of the song is the first thing that's sort of recognizable is what we call a traditional queen's yeah. song, if there is such a thing. Agreed. Uh, Time and Place is one of my faves. Yeah, it's almost like a new wave feel to it. Really layers onto itself, mm-hmm. becoming more and more complex. And then there's that part where it shifts into almost like a psychedelic dream, like everything drops yeah. out. They got tired, they started writing a different song, and it's like, oh! Yeah, like Time and Place, it's v- very enjoyable. Something really cool about it. Yeah. Just, yeah. I hear you. Uh, Made to Parade has a big swinging dick feel. To me, it has like a root, it's like a Doors song updated like it's very morrison yeah i mean Um, staggering around the stage mm -hmm. like it's different instrumental wise they're just kind of like using a bunch of different things i've Uh never really noticed before but i haven't listened to like a lot of queens in a while 
like is there like a kazoo going on there? And I found found this song was more like heavier on the drug the drug the drugs <laughs> the drums and the guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really like it. It's good. Yeah. Shoot. Same with um, is it Karna Karna Voyer, which I doors feel to see. It. I I would say David Bowie. Oh, okay. Super think- parts of it, and also um, you can hear very influenced by his work with Iggy Pop, like post pop depression. Yeah. Which I watched, um, I'll talk about the interview I saw with him after this, but he talks, of, one of the things he talked about was, like when they were rehearsing for the tour, the day they started rehearsing for the tour was the day after Bowie died. Iggy Pop, like in between, like so, was just sobbing uncontrollably, He's like, and then we were all kind of just crying uncontrollably <laughs> while we were trying to yeah. record this. Um, what do we do? What uh, the people say. <laughs> what the people say. It's very catchy. Yeah, I it, love the hooks. It, uh, at time, who sings the background vocals in it? Uh, oh, it's what's his name? It must sound like Derek or Dierks. I, I yeah, just Dierks Bentley. It was like um, I like the background vocals. For, like the lyrics almost remind me of something Nine Inch Nails would write. Yeah, I mean, and I hear some Nine Inch Nails like that yeah. kind of. I mean, it's a fun song. It's fast. It really has some bop to it. It has a cool flow. It's around. Yeah, meaning you sing it. It's sung. It's around. And also people. It is supposed to be people. A lot of the well, we can talk about that like as we go. Um, Sicily, like gloomy orchestral song, and then it like pending, and then it changes and hits you in the face like a brick. Mm -hmm. Kind of Bowie esque, kind of Nine Inch Nails esque. Yeah. Final song. I debated you. Wait, did I miss one? Emotional sickness. Yeah. How was it? It's the one I damn right about. So. Uh, Yeah, it's like a classic Queen's. Yeah. song like that's like you'll see the t-shirts like it was one of their singles but you're that, that's when you're like oh, okay queens like yeah straight um and then straight jacket fitting i said is there i joked is there king gizzard song because yeah, it's nine, nine minutes. minutes it's got like a floyd and doors yeah very yes like just a lot of um, shit going groovy slinky it's hits. very groovy like at a certain point josh homie sounds like he's testifying at like a a, a medicine show temp revival or ranting as they're dragging him to the electric chair. Mm-hmm. And then, like, seven minutes in, to the point where you'd almost think the song was over, it goes into this acoustic... Mm-hmm. It kind of minimalizes itself. You know what it's like? What? It's like the last, like, scene, the climax of the ring, when the TV starts up again. <laughs> That's what it's like, because you think the song's and done. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Samara. Which I'll tell my I'll tell my Ringu story again. I, I might have told it years ago in this podcast. Mm-hmm. So Ringu, of course, is the we all went through we went through this phase when we were all watching a lot of J Horror. Yes, Jamie started it. Oh, and I think that some Mondays we'd actually go into fucking no Japanese people started it. You <laughs> fucking colonizer, <laughs> appropriator, trendsetter. No, but it might have been a bootleg copy for it. I think I Probably. watched it on VHS, but I'm not sure. So. Ooh, that's extra creepy. So Ringu is the Japanese version, the original Japanese, and it's it. fairly it's fairly standard. I mean, the difference is like a very common theme in a lot of Japanese horror mm-hmm. is characters being psychic. They just mentioned that they're both psychic, but it has nothing to do with the fucking plot. <laughs> if you've seen the American version, and you're not afraid of beavers, oh <laughs> beaver teeth. I like Naomi. Wood. I love her, but she likes to eat. She she eats beavers. doors. There's no doors in her house. No, I, well, there's a there's a Netflix series where she definitely eats beaver. <laughs> no. And she hate fucks herself about all the drugs. Yes. So no, and that's not meant to be anti-LBGTQIA 
but it is anti. Okay, well, it is anti beaver, the animal, okay, and anti Naomi Watts, I guess, because she has big old buck teeth. <laughs> anyway, so you don't even know what you're talking. No, about. No, I do. Either. So, so basically, the, the the prime difference between the American and Japanese version. It's which one you watch first. Is which one? No, no, that's well, that's that's a difference, but. The difference is how the final scene plays out. Mm-hmm. And in the Japanese version, so the final scene of the movie, obviously, is they spoiler. think... Spoiler for a movie that's like a million years old. Um, it has been remade at least twice, because I think they remade the Ring remake again. Okay. Go ahead. After they... So, after they put... They think they put Samara, the the, the evil Ring woman, to rest. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where it's like, no, you didn't do it. And... Um, in the American version, the sort of the reveal is a lot more explicit. Rings about basically you watch this tape, videotape full of fucked up shit, and then you die seven days later. You get murdered by yeah. a ghost. In the American version, it's very explicit and the guy sees it coming shit. In the Japanese version, the guy is just doing something and talking in the background. And it just seems like a normal scene. And the TV just turns on and it's... You're just watching this happen in the background, and it's like really fucked up. So, so my point is, we went. We used to go to the bar a fair amount. Yes. And I had watched Ringu before the bar, and I stopped it at basically the scene where you think they've defeated Samara. Yeah. Which is this touching scene where they put her to rest. Yeah. And went to the bar. Get back around midnight. It's like, oh, there's like five fucking minutes in this movie left. I'll watch it. Watch that scene, having no idea what was going to happen. Did not sleep the entire <laughs> that night. And was afraid to sleep with my TV. So, you were going to sleep with your TV? Ew, were you like fucking the... Um, <laughs> no. There's... The vacuum tube? I don't even know what the fuck was in TV. No. So I saw the American version first. Yes. And I love the American version. Yeah. And it like, was the first time I was like legit creeped out at shit. Yeah. Like that video is just like weird. Yeah. Um, and then I started watching little J-Harb. Anyways... Queen of the Stone Age. Yes, Queen of the Stone Age. So anyway, that's what that like last three seconds like that it takes you by surprise. Very good album. Very good to hear him back. I loved it. I think it was great. Uh, and Lou bought us tickets. And I owe you money. Yes. Go. So we're gonna go see them um, next month, August eighth, and they're playing. Is it eighth uh, or is it after? Well, it doesn't matter. We can man. check after because I don't think these people care. Oh, okay. So I did watch. I watched an, uh, the eighth, August eighth. Ah, all right. I watched an interview with Josh Homme. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like a two and a half hour interview. It was like Neil Brennan has a podcast. Okay. So Neil Brennan wrote like for Dave Chappelle and all that shit. And that's where he talks about, he talks about things like how he was like, basically had to go into inpatient treatment for depression. Mm-hmm. Basically talks about, he's like, you know, I was like a sensitive kid, but unfortunately I'm like six foot five. So <laughs> all that. And he just talks about a lot of his pain and stuff. He doesn't talk about anything specific like yeah. him having cancer. Um, he mentions his daughter at one point. He seems like he's kind of got his shit together. It, yeah, he, that's the big thing was he talks about. I like. I never knew his drug of choice was meth. Oh, I didn't know either. I know so, he likes hallucinative. Like, well, I think he likes all drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, his big drug was meth, and he talks about and he just snorted it. And he's like, "That's how you you have a career on meth is you snort it. You don't smoke it." Yeah. I'd be playing like these. These DEA benefits to stop opioid abuse, and I'd be fucked up on like Crystal. Um, I watched some of his live performances, like for this current tour. Look really fucking good. nuts. Well, you you saw him before, right? No, we were gonna see. Well, not into now. I still the infamous. Yeah, punch myself I, yeah, in the face me too. 
So but, I didn't know you did not see them. When they were doing vid, like, I, it makes I'm, you want to fucking drop acid and just be like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, it was I mean, fun. the other part, last time, like, I almost saw them was, again, they were playing the man in August, mm-hmm. and I think Brody was opening for them. Oh, wow. Well. When they were in love. Um, I was half thinking about garbage as well, because Mark has never seen garbage. So I've been looking at the set list, though. Yeah. I'm not like in like the set list isn't bad, but I'm not in love with it. I just don't know if it'd be like worth it. So yeah, so, oh you know what I got tickets for? What? So there's called One Two Three Four Fest. Oh, I've seen advertisements for this. I've never seen Rancid, so it's Rancid. Uh huh. The Descendants. Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker. Yeah. Dillinger Four, which I've never seen. That's like why I want to go. Mm-hmm. Pussy Riot. Yeah. It's um. So I bought tickets. Uh uh-huh. It was like a hundred and fifty bucks a piece. I. Breeders are doing Last Splash. Ooh. Like, and, like playing the album in the full as a tour. Yeah. Uh, Screaming Females is opening. Not bad. Um, if I was not sleepy all the time, I might go. I know. That's, I get, I'm such an old person. Now. Well, the really one that sucks, I might go is, so I'm like, I'm at a kind of at a point where... Do you like, want to go to Garbage? Like, do you want me to look? I can't do it. I can't go, I can't do the man one week and do the man yeah. the week after. I gotta look. I'll yeah, because it is I'll in look. August, isn't it? In this, yeah. Let me look real quick. It also might be a bad time. That's fine. I might be down the shore too, so I gotta see yeah. like my schedule. Well, look, I, I gotta. I keep going back and forth in it, but um, Blackwater Holy Light is playing. Mm. They're playing Johnny Brenda's. Interesting. But I'm kind of at like it sucks it, to park there. It sucks to park there. <laughs> I, got, uh, that, like, I, I really like to see out. them though. I don't know. Anyway, you could probably take the train. You're like, nah. I could. I could. I won't, but I could. Um, That's about it, I guess, for music. Like, music news, there's not a lot that I can think of. Sonic Youth is finally putting out... They're putting out Live in Brooklyn 2011, Mm -hmm. which would be... I think it's the last show they ever played in the U.S. Probably the last show... The second to last show they ever played as a band, because I think the last show was at this... um, it was at a festival in Brazil. Mm. It's like that festival everyone plays. Actually, the festival where Queens of the Stone Age and Garbage are playing with Foo Fighters. Cool. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Yes. Um, I listened to the new Military Gun yeah. uh, album. It was it was good. Uh-huh. Um, I'll probably review it another time. But it's decent. Uh, Bully's good. The new Bully's good. Might talk about it next time. Might not. Mm-hmm. Still want to talk about People Slicer. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about a movie I saw, Jamie. Yes. And and also, this is going to be a little bit of a story about being old and a grandpa. Okay. Okay, Boomer, let's start it. So, you know, recently the announcement came out that Netflix is going to be ending yes. DVDs. I still get DVDs. Me and five other people in the U.S. were very sad to hear this. I like to get DVDs because you can get shit that they don't stream. You can get weird shit. I yeah, like to watch no, I agree. Stuff. It's a better catalog. Uh, a lot much better catalog. I'm sure there'll be another service somewhere. There are already, I think. So I got in the mail Prozac Nation. Okay. Now read the book. She read died. The, she she died, died of like cancer. Yeah. yeah. Prozac Nation is about Elizabeth Wurzel. The movie stars Christina Ricci. Mm-hmm. You get to see her bobos. You get to see her patooties. You get to see um, their um, pie fucker from American Pie. Um, Jason yeah. Schwartz, not Jason. Not Jason Schwartzman. I can't remember his name. Go ahead. So anyway, it's Pie Fucker in a dramatic role. Young Michelle Williams. Young Anne Heche. 
Middle-aged Jessica Lange. <laughs> 2001. Yeah. Lou Reed. Jonathan Reese Myers. Jonathan Reese Myers is in it. I think he's the other big name. Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs, yeah. <laughs> pie fucker. The titular American pie fucker. Project Nation is, I guess, a seminal work of Generation X. Would be the, the shittiest way to say it. It's it's a heartbreaking movie for the most part. The end it feels so like it feels like they had to like well we had to cram all this other shit in so because I think she goes into rehab towards the end, but it's not re- all of a sudden she's just sitting in a hospital bed. I heard the I like the book better than the movie. Also, like because Lou Reed's in it as himself. Okay. And he's playing at I guess Harvard. You sound very much like Latter Day Lou Reed, which is hit or miss. It's like, wow, they really did their research yeah. <laughs> because he sounds like just Latter Day Lou Reed, and it was Lou Reed. I bring this up because when I first signed up for Netflix oh so many years ago, I added like five DVDs. Yeah, but the, and almost immediately stuff started to get pushed back. Project Nation was one of the first five DVDs I ever put oh, on Netflix. Oh wow, cool! And now it might be one of the last I watch. Good grandpa. Mm, that's a good story. <laughs> I watched The Craft yesterday. Oh, how's that? Um, it's still pretty dumb. Yeah? It's okay. Ah. For, for Zuka Balk, is, what, is that her name? It's still like... Yeah. I don't know. Didn't age that way. Faruza okay. Balk. Yes. It's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch her. I was a couple beers deep when I was watching I mean, it. a lot of those movies don't really hold up. They're like very of their time. Yeah. What's the other... The... American History X. I, I mean, no, I'm trying to... It's... um. It's based on, like, it might even be called Skull and Bones. I'm not sure. It's it's PC from Dawson's Creek. The theme song. Theme song is Flagpole Sitta by Harvey Danger. You know Harvey Danger. You know the song. No, I don't. You do. I'm, I'm going to sing it for you. You'll play it for me. Coming to get me. Okay. The other thing was, I was going to go watch the other Embrace of the Vampire. Didn't get around to it. But I was watching something on Crackle, because mm-hmm. all streaming services are shifting back towards commercials, oh. and I saw not one, but two separate commercials for pubic hair oh, grooming yeah. products. Were you offended? Were you I was like puzzled. Talk to the manager. Well, one of them was like for a cream that you rub on your nethers to, I guess, remove it. Mm-hmm. Like nair for your, I guess, and they showed they, they got pretty close to the inner thigh on these oh, young ladies. Did you have to pause it? No. <laughs> Take a minute. No, um, not when it's over so quick. Um, <laughs> and the other one was for like a pubic hair trimmer. Oh. For men, and you saw you saw pretty close to the treasure ta- trail. Mm. Oh. That's it. I was more surprised. Like, wow, racy. Racy. And I'm pretty sure I saw a condom commercial at one point. I don't remember. Me So I do want to say. Yeah. We're going to say hi to Lulu and her sister, who I just found out listens to our podcast. Yeah. I was like, people listen to our garbage. Yes. <laughs> Why? We get people who download. We'll see some metrics. But anyway, welcome to Lulu and Lulu's sister. Yes. And, yeah. yeah. That's right. Sorry to disappoint you by this podcast, <laughs> I guess. Um, I'll have some stickers for you. There'll be some stickers. Wait up. So we're going to cut it there. Find us the usual places. Wait have up, a. Either a happy 4th of July or a sad, sad depending on how sad. you feel about about America and the 4th of July <laughs> and whatnot. I'm indifferent. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye. Bye.